You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. I'm incredibly thankful uh, that Pastor Ben has trusted me uh, to preach and to bring the word today, that he's trusted uh, Pastor Rocky, that he's trusted Pastor Doug in the past. Um, Man, it says a lot uh, to have a pastor, uh, a boss, and a friend who's willing to share the stage with others. It says a lot about his character and what he thinks of the pastoral team. I've been reading a lot. I'm I'm getting my master's in leadership. And one of the things they say is to man, uh, to have a pastor who's willing to share the stage, to give other people a voice, is the the signs of a very healthy church, a very healthy team. And uh, I do not take this honor lightly that Pastor Ben has put on me uh, to be able to share the word with you guys today. And uh, Can I just say, hasn't it been uh, amazing how timely this sermon series has been? Uh, Maybe you guys are feeling, if you haven't watched the sermon series, please jump online, watch them all. They're amazing. Um, I felt like this sermon came at exactly the right time for our church and and what we're facing even uh, as a nation and as a community. Um, I know I needed to hear uh, the words of this series, as you'll hear in a moment, and I know it has touched um, a lot of other people as well. Um, And like Pastor Ben said, we've been talking about soundtracks. Um, And soundtracks, they are the things that play over and 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 over in our heads. Um, And they may be like things like regrets of things that we've said. They could be traumatic events that have happened to us in the past, or uh, they might even be things we say about ourselves or even proclaim about the world around us. So what are some of the things that you say to yourself or that you tell yourself when no one else hears? What things do you sometimes mutter to yourself under your breath? And I'm not talking about when you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off and you mutter something under your breath. But like, you know, when you can't sleep at night, what are the things, the thoughts that are racing, the scenes from your life that are going through your mind? See, these are the things that we call soundtracks because they stick with us just like music does. You know, it's that awful commercial ditty that gets stuck in our head, you know, give me a break, give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. Yeah, you guys got it. You know, or like, bet and Baker. Yeah, yeah. You guys are like, I'm sick of it. Ah, I can't get away from it at home, and I got it at church. But man, you know, we have these ditties, these commercial things that get stuck in our head. There are even things, there are times where all of a sudden I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, hey, here's a commercial ditty or a song that I haven't heard in 20 or 30 years, but now it's stuck in my head. What the heck happened? Like, the same way happens with, with decisions we've made or, or things we believe about ourselves or lies we've even heard from others or the enemies. See, so I tried to think of, man, what are some of the other things that kind of stick with us the same way that music does? And it made me think of famous proverbial sayings. And so, like, these are sayings that stick with us because of their simplicity and, and they're easy to remember. We might even say them, and maybe some of you guys say them regularly without even thinking of what they really mean. And, and here are some examples. We have some up on the screen for you. It is, uh, so the first one is the early bird. Where are we at? Get, yeah, you guys got it. Man, finishing my sentence. You didn't even know. Uh, the next one is an apple a day keeps. 
Ooh, crowd participation. You guys had your coffee this morning. And the next one is a stitch in time. Ooh, yeah, I threw you old school with that one. Um, but man, yeah, I mean, you guys have all heard these things, or a lot of you probably have. And, and I know I've heard these many times. There are probably a lot more uh, that you guys have heard, um, that these are regular phrases that, you know, you maybe have heard from others. They might be ones that you say to your kids, or maybe there are ones that you heard from your parents growing up, and now you almost pass them on instinctually without even realizing it. While these statements are great, what happens is they aren't always true. You know, the early bird gets the worm, but I've also heard that it's the second mouse that gets the cheese. Have you guys heard that one? You know, we could say an apple keeps the doctor away, but what if you have a fruit allergy? At a stitch in time, it saves nine, unless you have a moth problem or, or you're dealing with cheap fabric. You know, all these sayings are great, uh, but they aren't grounded in reality because things aren't always clean and easy. Because, man, let me tell you, if, a do if an apple a day is what really kept the doctor away, like, I'm here for it, right? Like, man, sign me up. I'm on that diet plan. But life isn't always that simple. So I want to introduce to you a new saying, a new proverb, maybe something, you know, you will memorize and say to your kids one day. And this is a proverb from a wonderful, one of my favorite philosophers. I would say, um, man, one of, my, one of the all-time greats, uh, maybe a modern prophet amongst our times, or I would even say maybe a sage, um, and his name is Iron Mike Tyson. Yes that Iron Mike Tyson. And he has this wonderful proverb, and it goes like this. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right? Yeah, like, that's amazing. So, yeah, let's repeat. Let's say it together. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Like, I imagine that picture hanging up in the math classroom. You're sitting there ready to take the class, like, ready to take the test. You're getting your pen and your paper all together, and you look up. There's a wonderful beach scene, and read up on that poster, it says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And then the math test punches you in the mouth. See, we've had an incredible series with wonderful plans to help us uh, move forward and change our soundtracks. And Pastor Ben, he told us, though, that this is a process. It takes up to three months in our brain through psychology to, to change these patterns of things that we believe about ourselves. And Pastor Rocky, he shared this powerful acronym about fear, that fear is just false evidence appearing to be real. But let me tell you, there are times when I'm afraid where I'm not going to remember that acronym. And we even got journals that, you know, they helped us understand these old soundtracks, these false things we tell ourselves, the truth of who we are in Christ, and then our new soundtrack. There are all these things that we've done. And along the way, we've had this key verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and it says that for though we live in the world, we do not what? We do not wage war as the world does. But what happens when, as philosopher Mike Tyson says, life punches us in the mouth? What happens when we haven't even begun journaling, or, or maybe we took it home, and we started for a couple days, and then we forgot about it, and it's collecting dust somewhere, or it's in our car, or it's in the bottom of the purse, or our kid has started writing doodles in it, right? No, just me? Is that just me that did that? 
Um, writing, do writing doodles, I guess, in crayon, because that's who I am. Um, but what happens when life gets crazy and you just find yourself trying to survive? Or when you've been trying to change your thinking for years and years and years, but nothing seems to help? What happens when life turns into an all-out war? See, while changing a soundtrack on Spotify or on Apple Music, it's as easy as a tap of the button, uh, you know, or a click of the mouse, changing the soundtracks in our mind aren't always that easy. What might happen is that we can leave this place today and we can feel great about what we've heard. We might have left the past couple of weeks and then maybe it's, you know, on the way home or maybe it's a month from now or maybe, you know, it's even a year from now. We realize that we haven't been applying what we've been taught because it's just too hard or things get too crazy or, or maybe we feel like it just isn't working. Luckily for us, luckily, there's a whole book of the Bible that has this kind of realist mentality regarding the proverbial wisdoms of life. You know, where there are so many places in the Bible that kind of take the world with these rose-colored glasses, there's this one piece of wisdom literature that reminds us that life isn't always fair. You know, in some stories, the bad guy wins. In some instances, good people do die tragically. And sometimes life punches us in the face and everything just seems meaningless. This word, meaningless, it's, it's expressed 38 times in the book of Ecclesiastes. Or maybe you King James fans, you prefer, you know, the word vanity, vanity of vanities. Where Proverbs is seen as the primary book of wisdom in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes was included as a reminder that Proverbs are just that. They are simple sayings about godly living. They are not scientific formulas for all of life. Because let me, let me be honest, sometimes we do raise our children up in the Lord, and they still end up straying from him. Sometimes those with pride continue to prosper and live long and carefree lives. And sometimes doing evil doesn't lead to destruction on this side of eternity. And sometimes the godly are punished unjustly while the wicked walk free. And if you don't believe me, if you're, if you're here and you're doubting, uh, let me be honest with you. We live in a world where sex trafficking is, still exists. And so we have to raise money to support organizations like Project Rescue that we talked about a moment ago to help put it to an end. And there are still people dying because they don't have something as simple as clean drinking water. And so we do things like we did yesterday, running a 6K to raise money to build and maintain wells in Africa, because sometimes life doesn't make sense. Sometimes bad things happen to good people, and sometimes life punches us in the face. Isn't, isn't it weird that in those moments, life just seems meaningless? I follow Jesus at all if it just seems random and broken. So why write a new soundtrack when life's old soundtracks seem to be blaring from every direction? This is what the opening verse of Ecclesiastes says. This is in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2. It says, life is fleeting like a passing mist. It's like trying to catch hold of a breath. All vanishes like a vapor. Everything is a great vanity. If you're an NIV fan, it says, meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. Everything is utterly meaningless. 
KJV, you know, vanity of vanities. Everything is vanity. What this verse saying is saying is that as soon as it seems like things are going the way they should, and we think that we finally understand life, as soon as we think we've taken the bull by the horns, we realize we are staring at an animal that wants to kill us. You know, we think we have life figured out, and it turns out that it is all just smoke and mirrors. You know, this is what the word meaningless means in Hebrew, that life is like smoke, or it's like breath, or it's like vapor, that it appears as though it has substance. It looks like it's something that we can shape and mold and touch and grasp, but as soon as we think we can take hold of life, it slips through our fingers. As soon as we feel like we've written a new soundtrack, the record seems to skip. And so when I was thinking of this, I actually thought of whenever I was a kid. Um, Maybe some of you guys here can relate. I grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s, when these things called portable CD players were a thing. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. For me, they were the modern-day Walkmans. Represent, yeah, you guys know what's up. And so CDs, they were incredible. They were great when they were first released. Uh, You didn't need to flip them. You didn't need to rewind them like a cassette tape. You could listen to the same song over and over and over and over again if you wanted to. You didn't have to try to rewind the tape and find the exact spot where the song started, you know, and then have to settle by listening to either, you know, late in the the song you wanted to or late in the, the last song you were trying to get to. You know, and, and so you could repeat just a song forever and ever and ever until the thing died if you wanted to. But all CD players, they had this one fatal flaw. They had this one design error, so much so that eventually CD players started marketing themselves as being anti-this. And it was that as soon as you hit the tiniest bump in the road, if you walked too aggressively and had a little too much pep in your step, the record would skip. And it was annoying. Like, if you lived in those days, it was awful. So imagine trying to jog with one of these things, you know, and it's like, give me a break. Like, it was, it, I had weird music choices, I know. Uh, maybe, maybe that was just me that listened to that on the, on the regular. But, um, but it was nearly impossible. These things would just skip all the time at the most insignificant uh, little bump in the road. And in the same way, life, it has bumps in the road that may cause our soundtracks to skip. That we may forget the promises that God has said to us. That we may revert to our old way of thinking and doing things. And it's so easy for us to hit a bump in the road and to just give up entirely. And sometimes CD players said that you would hit a bump in the road. It's like, no, we're just moving on to the next song now. You guys know what I'm talking about if you were there. And around this idea, there are these two lies that we might end up believing about our soundtracks. And the first one is believing that our soundtrack will never change. Many of us will probably end up feeling this way at some point. You know, we may ask ourselves, man, what is the point? Nothing will ever be different. It will all just stay the same. I might as well give up because it's all meaningless. But I want you to know, It's okay if you need to go to a therapist. It's okay if you need to go to a counselor. It's okay if you need to take medication for depression or anxiety. And it's okay if this process might be harder for you than it is for others. And it's okay if you feel like giving up. Because if you've been telling yourself a lie for most of your life, it might take a little bit for the truth to set in. 
Think about it. If you've been telling yourself a lie for most of your life, it might take a little while for the truth to actually set in. The second lie that we might have is that changing our soundtrack, we might think it's not important or that we don't have a soundtrack that needs to be changed at all. You know, maybe you just think, hey, this is how God made me. I'm a jerk. People are going to have to get over that. That's okay. Maybe I'm speaking about myself again. I don't know. Um, or maybe you won't admit that you're depressed or that you're struggling or that you're hurting. And can you imagine if someone did this with a physical wound? You clearly saw that someone's arm was broken. The thing looks like a zigzag. And, 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 you're, and you know, you ask them about it. You're like, dude, you need to see some, you need to get some help. And they're like, nah is only a flesh wound, right? Or they refuse to go to a doctor. Or rather, imagine that that's you, that you're the person. You have a broken arm. You're staring at someone. You're like, dude, I need help. Look at my arm. They can see for themselves that it's broken, and they still don't believe you. See, if we're willing to admit when we're physically hurt, then why are we so stubborn when it comes to mental illness, to trauma, to spiritual pain? Why aren't we willing to listen to others when they say they're struggling with something like anxiety or depression? It's okay to admit that we're struggling. It's okay to admit that we have an old soundtrack that needs to be rewritten. But it's not okay to think that we'll stay there forever. It's not okay to think that things will never change. And in order to get better, we need to admit sometimes that maybe we need some help. And that's why I love this book called Ecclesiastes. That Ecclesiastes, it reminds us that things aren't perfect yet. That sometimes things don't go according to plan and sometimes our own priorities even get out of whack. That we can try to find joy in things like uh, material possessions or in health or in making money or in addictive substances. And we think those things and those are the soundtracks that we need to write but really those are just as destructive as telling ourselves that we're a failure or that we're stupid. These things are just as fleeting. They're like chasing after the wind. So what do we do? Is there a point? Where do we find meaning when nothing makes sense? Where do we find purpose when we don't find joy or happiness in money or status or worldly pleasures? How do we find meaning when things seem meaningless? See, I have friends and I have family members who struggle with things like uh, depression, anxiety disorders, bipolar disorder, eating disorders, addiction, insomnia, and everything in between. There's so many that I had to actually write a list and make sure that I got them all because I could have missed one. And I have friends who are dealing with things like childhood trauma and abuse and ones who are fighting through things like PTSD. And sometimes these things can weigh us down. And some of these things, they almost creep up on us sometimes when we least expect this and they punch us right in the mouth. And sometimes finding meaning in these moments, it seems like the hardest thing we could possibly do like even harder than just staying in our misery. And if this is a war that is waging in our mind, you better believe that the enemy doesn't fight fair. Sometimes even the best plans are tough to follow when life keeps punching you over and over and over and over, square in 
the mouth. See, that's the first thing that we need to do to find meaning, that we need to remember that when life punches us in the mouth, when life hits us in the face, that we need to keep persevering and following after God. That even though life can be random at times, even though things seem meaningless, following God ensures the greatest chance of finding meaning and wholeness in the midst of our madness. That following God, it doesn't always change our circumstances, but it surely changes our perspective as we face them because we can see him and the bigger picture of what he is doing around us in that situation. And this encouragement is the same way that the book of Ecclesiastes ends. After all is said and done, this is what it says in the last few verses of chapter 12 in verses 13 and 14. It says, now all has been heard. You've heard it all. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For who? For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or evil. So at the end of the day, we need to believe that God is in control. That we follow him knowing that he is the one with the final say, not us. That when we continue to follow God, we are allowing him to control the situation instead of us taking control of it ourselves. Because let me be honest, I'm a pretty bad God over my own life. So I should give him control. We should trust that he knows best instead of making ourselves the Lord over our own lives. If we find our contentment in him, then every good thing we have is truly a gift from him. The second thing that we need to do to find meaning in these meaningless moments is to remember that even if and when we do fail, God remains faithful. Let me tell you, we serve a really gracious God who loves us, who is with us, and who is fighting for us. That There are all these passages in the Bible that tell us not to fear, to, you know, to have faith, that, that tell us to put our trust in him and to draw close to him. And sometimes we tell ourselves, man, I'm not allowed to fear, or I'm not allowed to worry because Scripture tells me not to. But maybe, just maybe, maybe those passages are in there because... We regularly do fear. We regularly do fail. We regularly do lack faith. And we need to be reminded over and over again of God's faithfulness. See, this reminds me, it's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And there's this popular phrase that started circulating around the early church. And maybe it was one of those sayings, uh, like what your mom used to say to you as a kid, one of those proverbial sayings. And, and this was something that the church most likely would recite together over and over as a reminder of this truth. And it was something that the church went from doing that eventually Paul, Paul included it in Scripture in one of the letters he wrote as an encouragement to a pastor that he was mentoring named Timothy. And in 2 Timothy, in, in chapter 2, verses 11 through 13, it says, Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we what? If we endure, we will also reign with him. 
If we disown him, he will also disown us. But if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. I'm going to ask the worship team to join me this morning. See, there will be moments when we are lacking in faith. There will be moments where we're wondering, where is Jesus at in the midst of the storm or the situation we're in? And there will be moments where, where we will feel like maybe he's abandoned us or, or he hasn't heard us. In those moments, we need to remember that he is with us, that he is faithful. Despite our lack of faith, despite our feelings, despite our doubts, that he is there, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. See, there is a difference between denying that God ever existed and struggling to believe that he is hearing you or that he'll answer your prayer or struggling to believe that he'll see you through a situation, that there is a difference between struggling in your faith and never having faith at all. So if you're struggling today or you're struggling next week or, or maybe you've struggled in the past and you're coming back around finally, know that God has remained faithful every single step of the way. That God is still there. That God is still on your side. That he's always been there. That even when you're lacking faith, lean into him and lean into his faithfulness. Because that's just who he is. He has enough faith both of you. I don't want to speak out of turn here, so maybe correct me after service if I'm wrong, but I think I can speak for everyone whenever I say that this season has sucked, right? Okay, like, right? It's okay. We can admit it. This season has been hard. It's been trying. Many of us have gotten sick with COVID or, or someone that we've loved has gotten sick. Some of us have been out of work or we've lost jobs or, or maybe we've lost our business and, and our nation has faced division regarding politics and regarding the election. And we have seen pleas from people for racial and for gender equality. We've seen wars happening across the ocean. See, everything, everything came to a head for me earlier this year. Um, my wife and I bought a home in the midst of the pandemic. Right, smart. Um, and, and uh, you know, we were facing one of those Michigan winters in February, and I got out at like 6 o'clock, and I just was hitting the ground running. But it was one of those days, like, as you were shoveling, the snow just kept coming down. And you're like, I'm not making a difference in anything. Maybe it's like how this soundtrack sermon is going. And I started wondering, like, man, why did I move to Michigan? Why did I buy a home? That was a stupid thing. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I finally make it to church. I'm running like 10 or 15 minutes late. Um, I'm all disheveled. I'm all going crazy. I'm sliding all over the road getting here, um, you know, kind of panicking in the midst of everything. I step out of my car, and all of a sudden, my phone and my keys fell into the snow. And all of a sudden, I'm walking in here all disheveled, trying to figure out what's going on. And all of a sudden, I realize my hands were shaking. And I had this weird combination of anger and anxiety. And so the next thing that happened, I don't remember too much of it. Um, it was weird. It's still weird to think about it. It happened right out there as you leave, as you're picking up stickers in that back table. It was right around uh, that table. Um, I just, like, exploded. Like, I went on a tirade. I, um, I blew up. 
over something small and insignificant, something that didn't matter. And um, not only did I do that, but I exploded and yelled at Pastor Ben, my boss, my pastor, over literally nothing. And um, the night before, um, the night before I forgot, I had had a dream about um, my grandma who had passed away in August. And, um, and because of COVID and everything that happened, um, we never really got to remember her. She, it was just like she disappeared off the face of the earth and there was no time to mourn her or to have a funeral for her. And so I had a dream about her and I just fell off that morning. I didn't even remember that it happened. And I remember I, like I went home and I just like kind of climbed in bed and, and Kyle was like, why are you here? What happened? And like, I all, like that was when it clicked and it was just like I had a dream about Nana last night. And um, like I broke down, it just wrecked me that moment. And through all this, I was also dealing, and maybe some of you have dealt with this, and I've talked to others who have dealt with it. Um, I had COVID around Thanksgiving. And, and so all of a sudden, we're in February, and I still feel like I was at a mental fatigue. I felt like before I had COVID, I could operate at a 10, and now I'm operating constantly at a 6. I could never feel sharp. I never felt alert. I never felt fully awake. I just felt kind of like like I was not running at 100% capacity, like I had a cylinder misfiring. And so I kept dropping responsibilities and burdens. And what happened that morning is I was running late for staff prayer, and I felt like even prayer turned into a task. And that frustrated me. Like, God, I can't even talk to you right now. I'm really grateful that after I exploded and after I had my belt down, you know, I, I got home and, and Kyle took care of me and then Pastor Ben, he let me have the day off because obviously he saw that I needed to have the day off and uh, he was understanding and gracious. He actually brought me a smoothie later that day um, as, as an apology because he did nothing. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm so grateful, you know, I don't want to speak for the church, but I will speak for the church that he's offered to have the church pay for me to go to therapy and counseling, which I'm taking advantage of. Um, and I'm just thankful for how my pastor, Pastor Ben, represented Jesus in that moment. That pastor's love and forgiveness towards me in that moment is something that I'll never forget because it reminds me of the same way that Jesus is faithful and the same way Jesus is gracious same way Jesus is forgiving towards us. You know, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? But when we are weak and when we are hurting and when we're broken and when we're lacking faith, we have the greatest world champion on our side. And this guy puts Mike Tyson to shame. Let me tell you what. His name is Jesus. And our Savior, he defeated death and hell and the grave. And Jesus is seated, uh, seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And he is the one advocating on our behalf. And so we don't need to fear and we don't need to be weary when we're broken and when we're hurting and when we're lacking faith and when we fail because Jesus is waiting there with open arms. So if you're feeling today like things are meaningless, I want to encourage you to just keep following him. 
and know that no matter how many times you fail, no matter how many times you've fallen short, that Jesus will remain faithful. Can you stand with me this morning as we close? We're going to respond today with a song um, that we've been singing during this series. We've called it, we can't have a series called Soundtracks and not have a soundtrack. So this song that we're going to sing as a response this morning is our soundtrack in this season. That if you are feeling alone or if you're feeling like a failure or if you're feeling lost or if you're feeling like life keeps punching you in the mouth, let the words of this song sink deep into your soul. That Jesus is with you. That he is for you. That he will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's respond this morning. Let's worship him. Yes, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your faithfulness. You are so, so good. You are so, so merciful. You are so, so gracious, Jesus. And, and if ever we doubt that, if ever we're questioning that, if ever we're praying up to the ceiling and feeling like we're hitting a glass wall, Lord, I just pray that you would remind us of your faithfulness and that we would be drawn to the cross, that Jesus, you were faithful even unto death. That Jesus, you took the punishment that we deserved that you died the sinner's death that we deserved. Jesus, you are so good. You are always fighting for us. Jesus, I just pray if anyone's in that dark season, if anyone's in that dark place right now, that you will remind them that you are the light of the world will penetrate those dark places, that you will bring what is in the shadows to light, Lord. They will be reminded that you are the King of kings, you are the Lord of lords, you are the light of the world, you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life, you are our King, you are our Savior, you are our God. So Jesus, we lean into you today. Help change our soundtracks. Help change the things that we've been telling ourselves for years. Help break the chains that are holding us back. Help take the shame away that we've been holding on to or the unforgiveness we've been holding on to. Lord Jesus, when we are lacking in faith, when everything seems like it's meaningless let us lean into your faithfulness lord you are sending us out into a loss into a hurting into a broken world that is trying to treat these symptoms of brokenness themselves and they're looking to all the wrong places they're singing all the wrong soundtracks lord and you are calling us just as you are the light of the world you are calling us to be a city on a hill. Let our light in shark, uh, shine in darkness so that people may see our good deeds and praise you in heaven, Jesus. 
Lord, let us be people that emanate your goodness, your faithfulness, your love to a lost, hurting, and broken world around us. That, that we would be like headphones that are too loud, that, that people wouldn't be able to not hear the soundtracks that are playing in our lives, that you would speak louder than any other thing in our lives. Let us be people who are known for love, who are known for wholeness, who are known for healing. Not necessarily people that have it all figured out or have it all together, but people who are dependent on a faithful, on a good, and on a strong Savior. And Lord, we need you. You are sending us out to be that light in the dark place ourselves. And so we pray that you would be before us, that you would be behind us, and that you would be all around us every single step of the way. We put our hope, we put our trust in you because you alone are good. Jesus, we give you all the praise, give you all the glory, and all the honor. It's in your awesome and wonderful and faithful name we pray. And everyone together says, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today for service. You can go in the grace of God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.